All right, there you are. Uh, here I am. I'm back. Uh, we have just started this uh, this endeavor, and it's going fairly well so far. Uh, so this is for the win. When all the for the win, and we're coming to you from the Blue Wire Studios uh, inside the beautiful Win Hotel Resort and Casino. Again, I, I'm pretty much going to say this every show, but if you get the chance, you, you got to come check it out. It is it is unreal. Uh, but whether you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, I appreciate you making me a part of your day. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, I've, I've been through this in the past. On the previous podcast, I mean, I've already gone Biden and Trump. I mean, if you, if you haven't heard that, then go back and listen to it. Uh, I've, I've made war analogies, or, which are a big no-no when it, when it comes to uh, networks. They just don't want you to go there. But it actually ended up being a war mentality analogy. It didn't go all the way. And I'm not silly enough to, to make those kind of analogies that, you know, make a soccer game sound like war, because I, I certainly hope I didn't do that. But I am Eric Winalda, and this is my show. Lots, uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, we, we talked about in the previous podcast, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is back. Now, we didn't have a chance to really dive into what was going to happen, but he's off to an unbelievable start. He's two games in, three goals already. Uh, watching him today, uh, you would think that he, didn't, he haven't missed a step. Uh, the only guy that missed a step in that deal was Jesse Lingard. If you saw that, um, I'm sorry, especially if you're a Manchester United fan. Uh, but the Champions League group stages uh, have certainly kicked off. It's very cool. And watching the eight fixtures today, four ties, two uh, home teams got the win, and two away teams uh, got the win. So, I mean, young boys beat up on Man Manchester United. That was red card oriented and uh, Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea just look, this is the way it's going to go. I'm going to have an opinion about this at some point. Uh, but I am sitting in a studio in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I would be an absolute bona fide idiot to not make a big wager. If I was into that, of course, on Chelsea, Chelsea's going to win everything this year. If they stay healthy, I don't think anybody has a shot. Uh, and I'm going to dive in at the, at the end of the program uh, about the USA-Mexico tickets, which th that information came out, and it's absolutely ridiculous how much money you have to spend if uh, you want to watch that game. I mean, what, what, what about the old days when it was actually a, a, it was a great rivalry? You know, Everybody said we hated each other, but we actually didn't. But we let everybody believe that, but the games were great. Uh, and you got to go and spend more at the concession stand than you spend on the ticket. But nowadays, it's like, holy, get your wallet out. Unreal. All right, so listen, I got, I, uh, clearly I have a lot to talk about. But something else happened last night. And it was personal, and it was moving to me. It's something that I, I, I didn't expect. I want to be open and honest with this. But I have never... Uh, ever chosen an EPL team. I've never had a franchise team in football. I've always been a Dodger fan. And, and then what I realized last night as I was watching the Raiders play uh, at Allegiant Stadium is that I'm already somewhat hated. I'm a Dodger fan. People hate the Dodgers. They hate anybody that wears the blue. I mean, a long time ago, I mean, many years ago, in Las Vegas, believe it or not, I was at the uh, Riviera, and I saw Tommy Lasorda at, at like 2.33 in the morning. And he was eating spaghetti with, like, literally, like, with the checkered um, table and, and a big white uh, napkin 
And he was just going for it with, with spaghetti and meatballs. And I got to prove to him that I was a Dodger fan by telling him the whole lineup. I, I knew everybody. Kenny Landro, Garvey, Lopes, Ron Say, Russell. I, I knew the whole deal. And because I, I kind of was a part of that growing up. You know, Reggie Smith, Dusty Baker, all of them. Jaeger, Sosa, Later, Oral Hersizer. Anyway, I, I'm a Dodger fan. But last night, and I, I shudder to say this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it out loud. I am officially a Raiders fan. Now, let me explain before you throw something. Because I get it. I'm going to be hated. But I was already hated, right? So I, I, I've gone through this whole transition. When I, when I played in the early 90s, I played up in uh, the Bay Area. So I was somewhat of a, of a 49er fan. And I really never knew why, but that was hard because I couldn't root for the Giants. I was already a Dodger fan. But I had friends on the team. You know, I had uh, Merton Hanks. If you never, uh, one of the greatest people I've ever met. You might remember him. Merton Hanks was a defensive guy. And anytime he made a play, he did that chicken thing with his neck. And it was pretty funny. But he, he and I became friends because he was a part of the Players Association, as was I in soccer. And he taught me a lot about uh, the BS that goes along with that kind of position. But... You know, it was, it was, it was that, you know, Steve Young and, and, and Ronnie Lott, and, and it was easy. And the Raiders have been in Oakland, they've been in L.A., and now they're in Las Vegas. So they're, they're actually the only one that's been in three places. The Rams, if I'm going there, went to St. Louis, disappeared for a while, and then came back. The Chargers left San Diego. I went to San Diego State, so I thought maybe that would be an option, and I never could really get there all the way, even though Herbert is a very good quarterback. And I like him. Um, and Philip Rivers has more kids than I do, which is impressive. But I'm a Raider fan. As of last night, if you didn't watch it, shame on you. Monday Night Football, Allegiant Stadium opens up to, the, to at least having fans. And everyone was there. And everybody had to be vaccinated. And we got to see Mark Davis's weird haircut. And, and, and he dresses weird, too. I mean, God, what is he thinking with that? Anyway, I, and, and Gruden. Right, Gruden is the X factor for me. And if you've never heard Frank Caliendo do John Gruden, do yourself a favor and figure that out. Frank does a better John Gruden than John Gruden does a John Gruden. I was actually talking to my friend Tyler Bischoff this morning who does an ESPN show, and I'll bring him up in a minute. And uh, we both agree that, that Frank does a better John than John does because it's, it's, it's pretty funny. But in that game, what, 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 and the reason, and my reasoning, if I'm going back to that, is in 1992, I moved to Las Vegas. I, I, I built a house here, and I was introduced to the community, and, and I, it was always my second home. And let's face it, I, I have a big black car. I wear, I mean, I, I wear black all the time, wear black hats. I look like John Gruden. I think I'm actually trying to become the guy without talking like that, man, you know, you're doing all that stuff, but. It, 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 it became official last night to, in my mind that this makes more sense to me to be a Raider fan. So I am, I'm hoping that the Raider Nation accepts me because um, I'm in. I'm, I'm all in. That was amazing. It's one of the best football games I've ever seen. And the, and the energy of the crowd. Now, I've been in Allegiant Stadium before for the Mexico-USA uh, game. And it was predominantly Mexican-Americans there. There was, you know, probably 80-20. I used to play in those games. I used to get angry about that stuff. 
when they would, you know, boo the national anthem of the United States and then throw piss on you at the end of the game. It was kind of annoying. It's not something that you look forward to. But Raider Nation is, is, is this, this group of people who are just very enthusiastic about their team. They love their team. And they're somewhat angry and they got a rep, bad reputation, as do I. I was always the bad boy of soccer. And Mark Davis, I had bad hair too. Not that bad, but pretty bad. So that's it. And, and one, of the, one of the things about that, that I need to say is I'm actually really happy to be still living in Las Vegas and to have the Golden Knights, who really kicked this thing off. They, they proved that this team could actually galvanize the entire town and that Las Vegas is a sports town. Now, we get it, the sports gambling and wagering, has, has, you know, the, the, the legislation has kind of loosened, so now it's, it's an accepted component. The NFL is, is on board, and here we go. And it's, it's, it's really cool to see this city grow. And there's talk that the you know, Oakland A's might come here and baseball might come here. But it leads me to the other reason why I'm somewhat angry is that soccer still hasn't figured itself out in this town. It, it, we, we saw it to a certain extent. This is what Soccer United Marketing does, which is the marketing arm of Major League Soccer, they test markets, and they go into the market, and they see if this is going to work, if it's going to work. And what they've learned is this city works when it comes to soccer. There will be, mark my words, huge events coming to, the, to this town, whether that be Real Madrid, Barcelona, who stinks right now, by the way. They stink. See, Barcelona's so bad, it's not even the same deal. But that game is big, and Real Madrid... Barcelona, El Clasico, coming to Las Vegas. You watch. It will happen. And people will pay so much money to see it because it's here in Las Vegas. But this city has grown up in front of my eyes. And I've been here since 1992. That's a long time. So I get to say not only am I a Raider fan, but I'm a fan of Las Vegas and sports in this city. And I feel pretty good about that, whether I can do a John Gruden impersonation or not. I even have, like, I don't know if people, you wouldn't remember, so I'm going to bring, bring up the USL team that's here, the Las Vegas Lights, and Brett Lashbrook, my former boss, who's a complete clown. He's more of a, I mean, I mean yeah, Mark Davis's haircut's kind of crazy, but, but no, the other guy, Brett Lashbrook, he's just a clown. It, it, that, that's what a clown looks like without the makeup, just so you know. I had to work for that guy. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And soccer now, in this town, it's, they're still called the Las Vegas Lights. And it's actually owned by LAFC. So what that means is Brett Lashbrook, who's not really an owner, he's more of a landlord. His sole job now is to, ironically, turn on the lights. That's it. And then the LA team comes here once a week or once every two weeks and plays a game and then they go home. But this guy actually did a presentation <laughs> to my team that was entitled, Don't Embarrass My Mom. And then told my team it's okay to lose on the road. And then four days or four weeks later said, how come we can't win on the road? I go, I don't know. You want to make another presentation? Oh, it's just, just, and anybody that knows what I'm talking about has ever been to a lights game knows exactly what I'm talking about. Money drops and crazy stuff and balloon fights, but it had nothing to do with soccer. So I'm actually very proud to be removed from that. But if soccer ever shows up and, and goes big time, and plays at Allegiant Stadium, oh, man, I'm all in. I want to be a part of that. 
because that's going to be something else. Because this not only is it going to be great, and has Soccer United Marketing done their tests in this town, but the reality is, is it's going to be an unbelievable success story. And I'm just hoping that I haven't said too many things that have pissed off too many people to disallow me or pre prevent me from getting involved. Because I'll do anything for that endeavor. It's, uh, it's sad. It's sad because the potential of soccer in this town is immense. And I, I, I work uh, within the community with a, with a, a, a local youth club. And I see it. And I see the talent that's here. And I just hope that soccer figures it out. But, I mean, and you know what? When we finally do, I think, I think we know what our colors are going to be. I mean, I even, when I walked out on the field, they asked me at one point, hey, what do you want your, your, your song to be? And I said, Hell's Bells. Of course. And I love that. I used to walk out with my hat and act all angry, and the fans would get all fired up, and they just, the bell, boom. Here comes coach. Oh, yeah, everybody's afraid. But it was, it was cool. I really, uh, I really got to be honest. I, I enjoyed that. So there it is. It's out there. I am not going to pledge allegiance to um, an EPL team or a Bundesliga team um, or La Liga or Syria. I'm not going there. I'm allowed to do this. And I actually feel that this is a good fit. I feel like it's almost like coming home. So uh, whether you like it or not, and if, if it has an effect on whether you listen to this show or not, makes you love me or hate me, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm all in with the, uh, with the Raiders. I'm, I'm, I'm even more in with the idea of this town um, growing as a sports town because it really is on its way to being uh, something special. All right, that's that. Um, if, if, uh, again, if I rubbed you wrong, don't care. I'm a Raiders fan, and I hope that these people welcome me. I, I, don't, know if, uh, I don't know if they will. I'm not entirely sure. But uh, you can let me know on Twitter, of course, uh, at Eric when all the little check mark is there so you can uh, dive right in. But let's get to the soccer because uh, a lot is going on. The first thing that we got to talk about is Cristiano Ronaldo, 36 years old. A couple of things going on here which are, are really interesting. Uh, it, it takes part in a really, uh, you know, I, I thought a great win uh, straight out of the gate. Scores the first two goals. It wasn't a great goal. It's just a deflection slash rebound goal. Gets a second, uh, and then plays today in the Champions League. I uh, guess the first goal against Young Boys. And that is, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're going, wait, what? Yeah, Young Boys. That's the name of the team. There's a couple of really dumb names in Switzerland. Young Boys is one of them. That's, you know, then there's Grasshoppers, and it just it gets silly over there. But they were the champions of the Swiss uh, division. So they, they, they are in this competition, and they've got off to a great start. If you didn't know, David, well, you could say Wagner or Wagner. I say Wagner because he's German a former U.S. international, is the coach of uh, Young Boys. This was a huge win, huge win for them. Massive win. The red card in the first half didn't help uh, for Manchester United. But there's a, there's a couple of things going on here, which is very cool. Cristiano Ronaldo is back. He, they're just like I'm telling these stories about, I feel like I'm coming home to Vegas uh, because I actually do already live here. But, but it's when it comes to the Raiders... Ronaldo's team has always been Manchester United. It's the great things he did and the championships that he won um, and, and other places, especially Real Madrid, it, it just seemed fitting that, the, you know, that one of the greatest players that has ever graced us with his, his talent is, that ended up in, at Real Madrid. But I just feel really cool about this. This is just a really good feeling. And to see him step on the field and Old Trafford's reaction, 
is is just it's, it's a couple of things coming together there. It's it's a homecoming, yeah. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. He broke a record with shirt sales already in 48 hours. I think he's already paid for his transfer fee. But that reaction and just and just everything that we've been through as 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 a as a planet with with the pandemic, and just to, to, to see how much joy he brought to Manchester. And I and I, and I really don't. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say, well, I'm a fan of this. I'm a fan of Manchester. I'm not, I, that's not what this is about. It's about football. It's a, it's a, it's a greater good. And it's, a, it's a, a wonderful story to see him come back. And not only, because we've seen this happen before, people come back and then it's just like, oh, he's just not the same. It's like he never missed a beat. And he's actually better looking now than he was when, when this all started. Maybe it's because he has veneers and his mouth is probably more expensive than my house. But I, I think that this guy... Uh, just kind of transcends the game. You very rarely see it where somebody really transcends the game. And Ronaldo is one of those people. I put him in the Gretzky category when it comes to that, that you know. Again, Gretzky. Gretzky figured it out. He came to L.A. What did he see? A bunch of people wearing Raiders hats. And he, and he I mean, not to use this word twice in the same podcast, but I think his, his, uh, his comment to Bruce McNaughton, I read the book, as he said, I'm not wearing that clown suit. And he was referring to the colors of the, uh, the Lakers. Like if you, you go back to the, the old days with the Kings, it's Marcel Dion and that crew. He said, no, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna change the colors. I think they were on their way, as the story is told, on their way to the first press conference. And Bruce McNall was, McNall was forced to make a deal he didn't want to make because I think the royalties all went to, to Gretzky. So good on him. But then we changed the colors of the, of the Kings. A little bit of purple came back later because I was in, you know, basically saying that we're not going to completely forget about the Lakers. But uh, those colors were, were cool, and his stick was cool. The colors of the Raiders are just cool. It's just cool. Anyway, the guy's back. Uh, how long will he last? This is the big question. Is, is he, and and, his, and his, his manager, uh, Shoshkal, has basically said, I'm, I have no issue with sitting him. None. That would have been a big problem if, if one, they're ex-teammates, so they can talk to each other. But he's 36 years old. I think his quote was somewhere along the lines of, he's 36 years old, and i got to manage his minutes because he wants to maximize his talent, which is smart. He took him out of the game today, and it was the right move. It was the right move. If you, did, if you are a Manchester United fan and you are listening to this, I'm really sorry about Jesse Lingard's back pass. An American, our American, put it away. But I, I, I can't give him a whole lot of credit there. That was a, a gift from the heavens. That was awful. It was a terrible, terrible play. Blame it on the turf. Blame it on whatever you want. But um, I'll get into the Americans that were, uh, were taking part today uh, in the Champions League games. And I'll take you through those, those, uh, uh, those results. And, and, and what's going to happen tomorrow. The fixtures tomorrow look, uh, look interesting to me. Um, as well, I mean, because not every American had a good day, okay? You know, you, you, our American over there at Wolfsburg, Brooksy, you played terrible when you came back and played for the United States, and you got two yellows today. And uh, Van Bommel's your coach. That guy's not going to tolerate this long. So now are you you're kind of on the outs here with the U.S., and now you've gone back, played in the Champions League. And uh, I remember Jermaine Jones used to say, I am Champions League player. Well, it, you could be Champions League crap, too, so let, let's be careful uh, with that. 
I mentioned uh, earlier uh, Barcelona. Oh, man. Where do you start? Where does it end? When does it end? You know, Ronald Koeman, as a, as a Dutch manager, a long-standing history, played for Johan Cruyff in the heyday when Laudrup and, and uh, Stoichkov and Romario were there. But that team today from Barcelona, I mean, it, it was horrible. Terrible. And I, I'm not all the way there of figuring out how bad they were or how good Bayern was. Because Bayern can rip you to shreds when they want to. And today they did just that. Lewandowski gets two. Um, you know, Thomas Muller gets the first goal, which was a little unfortunate if you didn't see it. It was a deflection. Uh, his celebration, as, as always, was fantastic. But the, you know, the, the realities of what's happening in Barcelona are, are, are not good. But the storylines uh, behind Bayern Munich are, are pretty cool. Alfonso Davies, a great game. Terrific game. Uh, and if you don't know the story behind their manager, uh, it's, it's, a, it's another story in its own right. Uh, the one thing I do want to go back and, well, very briefly touch upon is uh, Jesse Marsh, the American manager. He did well at Salzburg. Uh, Salzburg ended up with a 1-1 today. Uh, and Brendan Aronson, the other American, got some time today. Did, didn't have a particularly great game. That, that game finished 1-1. But Jesse Marsh is in trouble already. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, look, if, if you're going to watch this tomorrow, it's just kind of one of those like horror movies that you watch where you cover one of your eyes because I think it's going to get nasty. Um, that's, that's, that's Manchester City uh, in Manchester against a, a struggling Leipzig side. And I love Jesse Marsh to death. We are very good friends. And, and I've said this on previous podcasts that if we're, we'll have him on the program at some point and we'll completely forget where we are and we'll, we'll just, daggers will come out and we'll just, we'll just be you know, as the English say, taking the piss out of each other. But it, I'm worried about him because this is where it gets rough. I mean, you're, you're a team that, that, that was clearly on the ascendancy. Um, and if you don't know the, the Red Bull story, dumped a bunch of money into Leipzig, built this thing. Uh, several of those players went from the fifth to the fourth to the third uh, to the second to the first, and now they're competing for, for championships over there. And it's pretty cool. It's a great story. But as usual, of course, Bayern, you know, picks off one of their guys, Sibitzer, one of their best players, leaves. And they've done this before. They, you know, it, was, it was interesting if you really look at what Bayern does. As soon as somebody starts to figure it out, they're like, no, no, no. Let's buy it. Let's buy these people out. They're like Walmart. They, they just buy everybody out. You can't, you can't compete with them. If you go back to the Lewandowski days, and it's, you know, Lewandowski was like, like he's, he's the only guy that just seemingly was beating them. And they said, that's it. Well, how much do you need for him? Dortmund was a selling club, so they, they took the money. But Bayern looked, Bayern looked terrific, absolutely terrific. Tomorrow, Liverpool, uh, AC Milan, and I love that group, by the way. That, that looks interesting. That's an interesting game. AC is not the same team that they used to be, but if you're, you know, I, again, we are in Las Vegas, so if you're uh, interested in making a wager, that might be the best one. Uh, Basitas is playing against Dortmund. And that might be an opportunity. I, I don't think I don't think the American uh, Gio Reyna's fit yet. Uh, probably not even on the plane. So still dealing with a hamstring issue. And Christian Pulisic was not factoring in today's match with Chelsea. Now, I, I said it earlier in the in the in the about maybe 15 minutes ago. If you if you are going to make a wager, do it on Chelsea, whether you like him or not. I mean, it's unreal. It's unreal. The pieces that are there. The, the, their ability to just pick people apart. 
Uh, if you if you go back and watch the Liverpool game, they were completely under control until the red card. And then Salah scores the, the scores a penalty kick, but still to get out of there with a point was pretty impressive to me. I mean, it's 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 funny how this works. As Jose Mourinho shows up at Chelsea and wins one two nothing, and everybody calls him boring and pragmatic, and oh God, he's so boring. He's just not. This is Chelsea needs to be this and that. And now it's just has a different feel. You know, Antonio Conte had had his way of doing things, uh, but he played a three back system. He lasted, I think, two games with four back system. And said, I got to go to what I know. They won the whole thing. They won the whole thing. And some of those pieces are still there. And some of that ideology is still there. So it's recognizable. And Lukaku was, was, a, was a wonderful. Uh, it's, the other, it's the other homecoming, if you really want to think about it. People forget that, that Lukaku was with Chelsea. But to come home, uh, you know, in the shadow of Ronaldo. But still, um, still this guy's going to light it up. Scored again today in a 1-0 one, uh, win against Zenit. But I think that's the team. That's the team that we're really, we, uh, you're looking out for. Juventus is the other one that we, we, we do get a mention. You know, Weston McKinney uh, was a 68-minute sub, but the business was already done. It was 3 nothing at halftime. Uh, Malmo was, was, was their opponent. That's the Swedish team. That's the first place Latan never played, if you, if you didn't know that. He started there before he went to Ajax. But Weston McKinney did get some minutes. Now, I, I got to eat some crow here. I thought he wouldn't get, I would get any time. Uh, but unfortunately, he he's, hasn't been on the field when his team has registered a goal <laughs> yet. So that is maybe something uh, to worry about. But let's just go through it, okay? Here are the numbers on who is favored to win this whole thing. And I don't agree with all of this, but this is... This is uh, this is something that the win bet uh, people would, would, would worry about. But PSG is plus 330. Man City, 350. Bayern Munich, plus 700. Chelsea, 700. Manchester United now, plus 900. Uh, Liverpool, plus 900. And, and at, right at the bottom of that, with the, the teams that still are registering, you'd say Real Madrid. But Real Madrid's always in there, plus 1,400. But the, the truth is, and if you're doing the, the, the four to one or three to one or whatever, uh, you know, you figure it out later. I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I do think, um, um, it is something worthy of talking about since this is, uh, the United States of America, we have a ton of guys, you know, it's not just, uh, uh, do we, do we, do we pronounce it? Pifok, Pifok, Pifok. He's got, I mean, he, we got to get a nickname because his, his last name is even worse. He gets the goal today, but we have a ton of guys. You know, Aronson was, at, you, know, Ser, you know, Sergio Desta is not going to play right now because he's, he's still managing an injury. So is Reyna. Tyler Adams is, is, is going to be having some uh, Champions League time. Uh, Zach Steffen might. You know, that's, that's, that's up in the air. Pulisic eventually will get fit. But it's kind of cool to see 11, 11 of, of U.S. players, Tim Weah on that list, that are going to get some Champions League time. Because it really is what we, uh, what we are paying attention to at the end of the day. It is the ultimate. And again, again, I would say if you are going to make a wager, go with Chelsea. Chelsea's just, in my opinion, it's just they got it figured out. Timo Werner, he went, he went away on the, on the break in September, scored a goal in every game. Not the greatest of opponents, uh, but still, uh, still an option off the bench to give Lukaku a rest. Um, that's, 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 you know, 
Kovacic is a, is a player that, that, I mean, let's face it, he played at Real Madrid. He's a guy that, that, that's, that's had World Cup experience and success. A fantastic player uh, to have in there. Alonso, in my opinion, was a part of that successful team uh, with Conte. Plays, that, plays the wing back better than most. You know, unbelievable on free kicks. But that German part, you know, you got Rudiger, you got Werner, you get, you know, even, even Pulisic could, could fall into that category. But a bunch of Germans in there, Kyle Havertz. And uh, the messaging is clear from, um, from uh, Thomas Tuchel as well. And if you really want to get weird, watch the track record of Jurgen Klopp and then mirror it a year after with Tuchel. Just do that. Have, have some fun with that one. Just say, what did, what did Tuchel do the year before? Right, and then pretty much Tuchel has done everything that Klopp has done, uh, and and all those those uh, indicators are there that that uh, he might very well win the win the league this year and possibly do the double. It's going to be interesting. All right, so um, I got to talk about this. This is um, uh, this is kind of um, it's kind of weird. I mean, okay, so if you, if you haven't. Uh, seen what has happened with the U.S. national team rivalry with Mexico over the years. It has always been in Columbus, so it was, it was in Ohio, uh, but now has been moved to Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, some of the tickets are getting, you know, up, in, up into $1,000 and plus. The cheapest ticket is like 125 And I've, I've seen this before. Uh, I, I don't want to get too excited about, the, you know, what happened uh, in Nashville, because every time they did that, they, you know, the blimp view, the aerial view, you could see all the empty seats and the, and the rafters. That's not going to be the case with Cincinnati. And we've learned our lesson, by the way, as a, as a federation. I mean, let's move it to Boston. Yeah, the, the Mexicans won't make it up there. You know, yeah, they did. They were there. It, it was, they were there. It was, um, doesn't matter how far north you go. They, you know, the, the Mexican fans are unbelievable supporters. They'll, they'll, they'll find it. And it's, we saw that in the uh, Allegiant Stadium uh, with the Gold Cup final. That they're, they're, they're going to be there. That was like 80-20, by the way. And I love that, that atmosphere and whatnot. I mean, again, going back to last night with the Raider game, that, that's, that kind of environment exists in, in Las Vegas. And it's only going to get better. But Cincinnati? I mean, Cincinnati? Like, what kind of deal did they make here? This is kind of odd for me. I mean, why Cincinnati won? I thought because Precourt went to Austin that for sure it's, this is going to be the Matthew McConaughey show. That's what I thought. I, I, I was wrong. Um, and and I, I still don't think I'm going to be wrong in the end. I think it will end up in, uh, in Austin eventually. But this is a problem. You know, you know, we need support, um, and why would we turn people away? I mean, I, I know that there is a certain restriction on that, how many tickets are going to end up uh, being, having to be given to the other federation, but, you know, we want to win this thing. We want to be, be the home side, but um, I don't know what the logic was. That's just too expensive to, 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 to fly to Cincinnati to watch a game. I don't, I don't know if... if um, Cincinnati represents that kind of support. I mean, I'd love to hear you. Hit me on Twitter and tell me where you want to see the United States play against Mexico. Where do you want that game to be? We know, we, we know where we're playing when we play against them. We're going to Azteca. No one's going to be able to breathe. It smells like a beehive when you walk in. 
It's got this like weird hybrid Bermuda grass that's like sponge cake. And only they know how to play on it. And, you know, the only thing you can do is do what Michael Bradley did. Just chip it and hope you catch it right. And, and it will go further than, than, than it usually does. Not taking nothing away from that call from Michael Bradley that, and that 1-1 result. Uh, I think Juergen's the only one to get a, get a, a win uh, at Azteca. But this is just, this struck me as strange. I want to know what you guys think. Because I'm not convinced that uh, Cincinnati is the best place for the United States to play against Mexico. It really is. Um, and, and, and the other part of that, which, um, which I think will be very interesting, is to see what Greg Berhalter does. And in the previous broadcast, I, I've mentioned that I don't think we need Pulisic. Let me say that again. I don't think we need Christian. He only comes back and he just gets his ass kicked because the tactics don't really work for him. And we have guys like Acosta and, and Legette. We have guys that can fulfill that role now. So getting those guys on that plane, flying them all the way back just so that they can underperform and potentially get hurt, and then we have to send them back to their clubs where they've, they've made everybody uh, completely pissed off, and, and they're like, oh, my God, we pay you all this money, and you keep going back there and getting hurt. I don't think Cincinnati, um, if, if these exorbitant numbers are, are, are contingent on of, of seeing our golden team with, with Gio Reyna and Weston McKinney and, and Adams and Pulisic. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the reason why those prices are so high, but, man, I wouldn't pay for that. I'll watch it on TV. Looks like I might be watching it on Paramount+. Paramount Plus. I, I, don't, I don't know what, what the whole deal with that was. But either way, uh, the United States, we don't have to worry about that for a while. But when that came out, it just struck me as strange. I mean... It's, it's, I saw some of the high numbers uh, when, when you know, the United States played against Mexico uh, in, the, in the Gold Cup final. But that's, that's always been that's – a, that's a cup. That's a, th this isn't a one-off. This is a big deal. This is, this is you know, the dos acero, and everyone's going to get a, a, involved with that. And Columbus used to be the, the, the home for so long for this game. So we kind of kept it in the same state, but moved it right down the street, really. But uh, Cincinnati. I mean, I, no, you know, I, look, your, your, your MLS team isn't great. Is this, is, this, is this a way to, to kind of throw you a bone? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to know where, because if you think about it, when we started building soccer-specific stadiums, they weren't big. They're not. They're, 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 if you really think about it, we, we said, oh, you have to have a soccer-specific stadium if you want an MLS franchise. Guess what? That stadium will never see a World Cup because it's not big enough. Cincinnati is, in fact, Barely big enough, but it's still, it's still not the best venue. Again, I want to hear from you. I want to know what, what you think. If I'm crazy, I'm crazy. Uh, some massive games tomorrow uh, that, that the Champions League kicks up again uh, on the Wednesday, uh, Wednesday slate. Uh, I will certainly on Thursday in a couple days, I'll have a chance to, uh, to dive into those. But I've, I, I will say this. I'm very impressed with Chelsea. And I'm, I'm happy for Manchester United. I will say that. I've already said this previously. My sons are Manchester United fans. My girls, I've got four of them. Two are too, early, it's too young to, for them to make a decision uh, about what team they're going to support. But my, my, my girls, they like Chelsea. And I, to conclude the show, I'm now a Raiders fan. And it feels good. It actually feels good. I never got to do this. I've kind of hid that. People ask me all the time, who do you support? Who do you support? Well, I am, I am, I am officially, from, from this day forward, 
because of last night, because of John Gruden, because of this stadium, because this town deserves this. We deserve to be a sports town. And we're going to be. At some point, we'll figure out soccer. Right now, be patient, folks. It's still a bit of a, a clown show. But at some point, soccer will figure it, itself out in this town. I don't know if the owners of if uh, the Golden Knights think that's a good idea. I don't know where that ownership group's coming from. But guys, jump on it before it goes to 350. Right now, I think it's about 250 to get it. That's how the franchise system works. And I will be uh, waiting patiently for the day that we uh, become officially a soccer town. Not just on the grassroots level, but the real deal. But that's it. That's it for me. Uh, I hope you enjoy the games, uh, the, the Champions League stuff. On, I'll be back with you in a couple days uh, to really dive into the, uh, uh, the weekend. Lots to talk about, about how, this, how the, the group stage and, and where everybody kind of falls in Barcelona in big trouble. Bayern looking strong. Really looking forward to talking about what Man City does tomorrow because Man City's got to make this thing interesting. And they, they haven't been able to do that yet. You know, beating Leicester one nothing is like, okay. Only Thomas Tuchel can get away with that right now, not Pep. Pep's got a, a little bit more flashy than that. So I worry about my friend Jesse Marsh, but either way, plenty of, to talk about in a couple days. That is it for me from Las Vegas, Nevada, and the Blue Wire Studios, my new home. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been a joy to be with you again, and I hope that you continue to listen Follow me on uh, at Eric Winalda, ericwinalda.com, all that stuff. Be well. Be good humans. We'll see you next time.